Hello, and welcome to 20,000 Leagues Under the Internet. Dive. Dive. You're listening to 20,000 Leagues Under the Internet, a podcast where three friends explore online communities of the weird and strange phenomena from the deepest depths of the internet. Captain, we've gone too far. Hello and welcome to another episode of 20,000 Leagues Under the Internet. I am your captain this week. My name is John, and with me are two dingbats named Kyle and Harland. Uh, um, Bellas, say your uh, names. You know what? I have to say it, guys. Well, hi, I'm Kyle. Harland, do your thing. Hi, I'd like to be uh, referred to as a wing ding, not a dingbat. Thank you. Mm, yes, yes, I, yes. Sorry I, about that. <laughs> I... You know, I wanted to tell you guys this before we started recording, but I'm going to tell you now. Uh, Great. I woke myself up last night with my own flatulence. Oh, wow. Boy, oh boy. Yeah. And I was thinking about, it'd be <laughs> nice to have a sign up. You know what? It's like zero days without, or like mm-hmm. 360 days since last injury. Mm-hmm. I, this, I, I will admit this is not the first time this has happened. So I would like a sign, like a whiteboard <laughs> thing where I could... Tr- track how many days it's been since i've woke myself up with my own gas you know i i am seeing a problem it is a bit wordy for a dry erase board that you can just hang someplace on your wall but if that's all the dry erase board has on it then what's the fucking problem totally that's that's true you could shorten it you could hyphenate it what would you say what would it be um sleep farts days since last sleep fart awakening awakening. yeah that sounds that sounds like a ritual though tooted myself awake <laughs> maybe that's like all you, i'm doing like days you do it regularly farted self awake it's like days since yeah so d s f s there you go yeah okay D-S-S-S- okay okay so it's like maybe i'm summoning some sort of like flatulence demon in my sleep mm-hmm. and i don't yeah, realize poten- it potentially maybe yeah. i'm just eating too much cheese a flat mm-hmm. seance or protein protein farts are the worst guys well probably. i feel like brussels sprouts farts are the worst it's really earthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey guys. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, welcome to the show. Anyways. Our classic fart intro. Our Cla- classic, classic cold fart open intro. fart. Yeah. I mean, we're Anyways. just checking in with each other. It's mm-hmm. been uh, it's been a minute, but uh, I'm glad that we're back. And today, I wanted to cover something that uh, has been very hot with, you know, just in pop culture i love pop culture i think that's something that we should all be aware of and something that has permeated all of pop culture throughout i mean let's face it most of our lives once you find out what this topic is is uh britney spears and the free britney spears movement that has gained a lot of steam in the last two years so that is going to be our topic today and there may not be a lot of jokes but we'll find some funny in this bella's Leave Brittany alone! And that's where we're going to start once we dive in. Tangents. Which is now. So, we are going to start with what Harlan just referenced. (laughs) Incredible. March 26th of 2012, uh, the now infamous Chris Crocker made an emotional video. Oh. Online I forgot about that shit. Talking about the negative 
just storm that Britney Spears was under at the time, leading up to her like big comeback performance, um, at the MTV Music Awards. So, uh, what I want to say is just briefly going into this, uh, discussing some of the things that led up to kind of where we are today with her conservatorship. So I think like, you know, contextually with all of us being males in our thirties, we probably had a, shouldn't really be talking too much about this. <laughs> well, I mean, like I'm just talking about uh, our age range particularly. Yeah, yeah. Like we were all very collectively aware of Britney Spears at the exact same time. You know, we were kids of TRL and MTV. Gotta and love that Carson Daly. Carson I Daly's like, black fingernails. Yeah. <laughs> Which have also made a comeback. That's also come back. Yeah, dudes are painting their nails again. Hell yeah. Them. Fuck the John, patriarchy. Like John. John I've got him on right nails. now. I'm Carson Daly. You need yep. to redo those, welcome, bud. Well, welcome to know, Total Request chips. Live. Um, <laughs> but I think, like, one of the things that I remember being swept up in a lot of the, like tabloid things that were coming out about Britney Spears at the time and kind of like, especially her, you know, at least the public breakdown of everything. So Mm -hmm. what was happening was she had just gotten married. She just had a kid. She was like mobbed by paparazzi. And I think actually before I like dive too deep into this, I want to reference some of the, the source material that I'm pulling from, which is there's an incredible fucking documentary that the New York times did that is on Hulu. I think still called framing Britney Spears. Oh shit, really? Man. Yes, it is amazing that we'll like completely go over in detail the things that we're kind of covering today, as well as a Rolling Stones article by uh, Brittany Spanos that I will be referencing as well. Um, but for the instance that I wanted to talk about is that that big like sort of public breakdown essentially where the she shaved her head <clears throat> she attacked uh, an suv with a um, an umbrella, an umbrella. <laughs> and watching the documentary everything really kind of gets put into context as to i mean as somebody who like would would have learned about some of these things via you know entertainment tonight or yeah like you know, real time yeah tabloids in a fucking grocery store you kind of got swept up in like oh well, like she's probably not doing all that great but yeah like, no shit <laughs> in reality like when you think about kind of the pressure that she was under it was a tidal wave of bullshit that was really kind of like crashing down on her there was like stalking from paparazzi that you couldn't leave your house like, yeah this- i can't imagine i get bummed out when i see like the same person that lives in my building twice a day <laughs> this and is it's not like, like leaving my house and having like a team of paparazzi climbing over my fucking fence. Yeah, who have no regard for your privacy. This yeah. was like during the era, like the early 2010s, where like the paparazzi thing, I feel like, got really out of hand. Not mm. that it's any better now, but I remember because, you know, we there wasn't like so much of the internet being used. We still got a lot of our information from tabloids and from magazines and newspapers and and entertainment yeah Mm -hmm. and entertainment tv shows that were on every night so it was like kind of hard to escape it because it wasn't like something you chose to ignore by just not going to a website or opening a certain app like Mm -hmm. we are so we're able now to just ignore so much stuff and live in our own little echo chamber as opposed to 10 years ago where it was like Dude, there were fucking newsstands and like you had cable TV still. It wasn't like streaming services. And the thing was, is that people were getting paid enormous sums of money Insane. for these kinds of things. 
So it was like a million dollars a photo of Britney. And that's what drove a lot of these people to just fucking harass yeah. and hound this person. And yeah. like, again, I, I cite my own very like extremely sensitive mentality of if something goes wrong in my day, I'm kind of fucked. And like, <laughs> I feel like having the mental fortitude that she had at the time to deal with that kind of barrage of things is pretty remarkable. Well, and that like, fortitude, unfortunately, just slowly turns into PTSD. <laughs> yeah. We don't get, and, we don't need to deal with that shit in our day-to-day lives. And like, there was people like in this documentary sort of apologizing, kind of like, we thought that she liked it, which is like, are you fucking kidding me, man? Huh. Like, nobody likes that. Nobody yeah, likes that kind of attention. This is why like, there's been anti-paparazzi technology made, like people make these fucking scarves. Exactly. Have you seen these fucking scarves? Mm-hmm. The, the photo no. reflector. Oh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. The Daniel Radcliffe thing's coming to mind where he started wearing the He's same a, outfit over and over a, again. A, dude, I heard that story and it's so fucking genius. Yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah. So he so basically... That, yeah, go for it, Harwin. No, you, you it. go. You No, you got it, dude. Oh, you, I, this is your story, baby. I will, I will do it. Uh, <laughs> it's basically, he was getting the... Not the Britney treatment. I don't want to call it that, but he was a hot topic mm-hmm. Pe- people were taking photos of him as he left his house every day so what he started doing was wearing the same outfit over and over again so that as paparazzi people were turning the photos in for their bounties i'm gonna call it yeah that's <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly basically. what it is uh they're like the guys like this these weren't the same fucking outfit this is from the same day you're just trying to resell photos from the same day and they wouldn't be able to sell their photos to <laughs> publications <laughs> that's incredible Fuck i've yeah. seen Smart. i've seen also like when celebrities they'll wear like uh overtly vulgar shirts that have like curse words on them <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, just like with dude. just the word fuck written on both sides because they can't use those either that's oh, amazing God. the things I, the, the things i would do i I have a very <laughs> short tolerance for this kind of shit. Like I watched a video of Justin Bieber uh, from sometime within the last year. There's a bunch of like people outside his house and he rolls up and the, the photo, the, 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 it's from someone outside his house filming and uh, they're like, Justin, oh my God, can we get a hug? And he's like, hey, look, this is my house. This is where I like to relax. After a long day of work, I like to come home and relax. You know, do you like to relax at your house? And they're like, mm-hmm. yeah. And he's like, yeah, well, this is where I like to do that. So I, I love you guys, but I don't love you being here. So if you could please leave, I'd really appreciate that. And they go, can I get a hug at least? And they go, he goes, no. You know, yeah. or, 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 or you could do the Kanye West thing where the guy shows up at the crack of dawn and he's filming Kanye in his garage and he goes, Kanye, how's it going? And you hear Kanye from <laughs> under the door of the garage go, shut the fuck up. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that's, that's, the the whole, that's the whole video. That's the fucking shit right there. But not everyone yeah. can do that. Not everyone can do that. Yeah. I am a big proponent of leaving celebrities the fuck alone. Um, mm-hmm. Famously, uh, mm-hmm. one of my all-time favorite uh, recording artists, Tom Waits, went into our, our uh, local yes. uh, <laughs> a leather goods shop and I was notified and I went down and acted like I was shopping and looking around and when he actively said goodbye to the, the entire store because there's four people in there <laughs> including himself, I averted my eyes because yeah. I could not. Yeah, I was yeah. running that store and I was the one that let him know yes. that Tom Waits was in there with his son shopping for jeans. Hey, so what kind of fit are these ones? No, God. I don't know. I don't think so. Rod Never will I live down that well, I cold shouldered my idol. 
<laughs> it was you? so adorable. Oh, you, oh. I thought you meant you like fucking like gave him some gr- like physical. Oh gruff no! As like you I, I averted my eyes as if I didn't care who he was, even though I was shaking internally. But it was yes, it was sir? cute. It was very cute. Um, that's, your, that's your dude. So I think like with all of that in mind, the breakdown that was so very public was very warranted and i think a completely normal reaction to the things that uh she had been going through and i in retrospect now having been like a child of that entire thing fucking like absolutely beat the shit out of a car with an umbrella absolutely yeah also it. umbrella best versatile like function and weapon 100 percent. you've all seen the the kingsman that's a yeah. good weapon yeah and who among us hasn't thought about shaving our heads completely or has actually acted sure. upon it i've done, done it, it multiple times Definitely because of a full-on panic attack mental breakdown definitely all, yeah. been there all three of us have um uh done that yep mm-hmm. it's freeing the, the, it really old, truly is the old beard trimmer yeah it is it's very shedding so like i think all of us in some point have felt exactly what she has felt but definitely on much smaller scales so that brings us to the conservatorship so she has been in since basically that that very public uh sort of like cathartic experience that she went through uh she has been in a conservatorship and usually those are for people with low to no mental capacity so according to the california courts a judge appoints an individual or organization to care for another adult who is deemed unfit to care for themselves or manage their own finances and for Brittany, uh the conservator or the conservatee is her father aka who, a vulture sorry god just damn it jamie fucking spears is the worst human being living on this planet i feel I, like I, I will say that a lot of conservatorships, though, are in the hands of vultures. It's a huge national of course, problem. Yeah. Wasn't there a movie where the the whole scam? It was like a movie about a, a person who like literally tricks people into becoming. Is that like, that movie into, on Netflix? I don't know if I it was know. Netflix. It may have been like. Oh man, I wish I had my ducks in a row here. I feel like I watched a movie where the person it was about a scammer, and their whole thing was to get people to sign over their life to them so that they could have control and give them the comfort to do so. And then mm-hmm. uh, they end up building an entire business out of it. And it's almost like just funneling people's money into your own life because you've told the judge that you are responsible for their well being. Yeah. yeah. Um,. I'm gonna find it. I, I listened to a, a brief talk with the New Yorker. Uh, Ronan Farrow was talking to somebody about um, how, at least in California, they are trying to make conservatorships the very last option uh, yeah. for these kinds of things, specifically because of this case. Because uh, Good. it is so impossible the way that the laws are now mm-hmm. for her to get out of it because once somebody is deemed mentally unfit it is really hard to unring that bell yeah and yeah um most of the time it's like elderly people who like have dementia and things yeah, like this that is that such actually a need case. it this is such a unique case it's in crazy. which like um i think her father saw an opportunity to control her and took it hasn't that always kind of been the case within her family too like, hasn't there always been weird, shady stuff even before this conservatorship? Yeah, Jamie was never really present, like, in her early life. Like, her parents were, they split up. He went and got cigarettes one night and 
came back yeah. for a conservatorship. Never, yeah. Her mom was definitely around a lot more and like supported her, but was also, you know, in charge of taking care of her younger sister at the time. And so like when Brittany got signed, like th- she asked, you know, um, a young friend of Brittany to go on tour with her because she actually couldn't. And uh, so I like, see. there's a lot of like, there's right. a lot of what I would call negligence in a, in a lot of ways here, like early on as, as well as like, just like disgusting shit that happened in her early yeah. life. And again, like this documentary is incredible. You should definitely watch it. Um, but one of the things that happened kind of out of all of this was like after the conservatorship sort of went into place, people were very concerned obviously. And like she touched such a huge generation. So like people were still following her on social media and people felt like her Instagram was such like an unfiltered look into her life because she still had access to that, obviously. Right. So like, um, there was actually a podcast that got started in 2017 called Brittany's Graham, where, uh, these two women would analyze her Instagram posts and hmm. kind of like talk through things and like, kind of like filter through meetings or like, uh, speculate on what certain things meant because like, you could kind of see her personality coming out in in these posts, but also it kind of felt off in yeah. certain ways. And so they wanted to like dive into it to see if there was like an underlying meaning in a lot of these things. So kind of like a pop culture, the jinx. In a way, yeah. But honestly. like the other way around. Well, I, they're not trying to figure out if they're a murderer or if they did all these horrible things. If someone is holding them captive and hostage. Yeah, it's yeah. it's kind of like looking, you know, like a, a glass up against the wall kind of thing. Like the, these people were essentially monitoring. Yeah. To make sure like things were up to par. Like it's, like if 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 there was anything wrong, that they were going to find it. Here's yeah. the thing. Here's the thing. I I I remember I remember hearing about this. Uh, John, I haven't seen I, any of the Britney Spears documentaries, so and I and I and I, I I plead ignorance on a lot of this. So if I start talking my ass, someone just please shut me up. I mean, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as you. So right. So with with that, with these these, I remember there being a thing about Britney's Instagram and people looking for clues of whether or not she's asking for help or mm-hmm. like blink twice if you are in danger that kind yeah of thing. like there's like signs yeah, people that, definitely did that yeah but i'm wondering like i don't know what was the name of the pod this one you're talking about it's called uh, britney's Brit- gram was it were they making money was it monetized mm, i don't think so it was, was it on, like this podcast where they do it for free yeah it was on soundcloud <laughs> we do it for the love of the game <laughs> yeah it, it was I, on I soundcloud would, i think they, it, they did it just because they loved britney spears and they wanted to make sure that she okay. was okay i would worry if they were like selling merch that said britney's graham t-shirts and like essentially and not donating it or something well or, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um because so, I feel like there's probably more than just this one podcast that was doing something similar. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there was even like water cooler talk at my work when this was happening of people speculating on stuff, which like, man, remember water cooler talk? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <Barely. laughs> Keep going. Keep going. So yeah, this, the, they were doing dives into just Britney podcast or their, uh, Britney's post and kind of like talking about it on their podcast. And, uh, one of the there was a particular event that kind of like sparked a lot of things and so um britney was supposed to announce a las vegas residency and 
she made this big deal about it, uh, or her people did, where they were going to do a big live stream and a big announce. And so it was supposed to be a three-year contract in Las Vegas to do a big residency. <sighs> and they had set up you know, a huge event. They had a stage and she was you know, maybe going to perform. Who knows? And she essentially got out of the limo and kind of did a lap, didn't say anything to anybody, and got back in the limo and left. Hmm. And so everyone was kind of left in a lurch. They didn't understand what happened. They didn't understand, like, what was going on. And that kind of, like, sparked a lot of concern for people. And then in January of 2019, the residency had gotten canceled, which was three months after it had been announced. Interesting. And... In the caption of like the post and not basically saying that it was canceled, she Brittany had posted that she it was going to focus on her family in light of her her father surviving a ruptured colon a month and a month long stay in the hospital, and then after that her social media went completely dark. Huh. Okay. okay. So the podcast. So the guy was t- so full of shit it almost killed him. <laughs> I was looking for a joke. I was like, wow, is that so his ass blew up? Like I was like looking for like low I was like, oh it's that's a bad <laughs> low joke. hanging fruit there. I was, like, that's a, yeah. I was like, that's a bad joke. And then Harlan, you found it. Thank man. You. you. And I you just absolutely knocked it out of the park. It I did really take me like it. a full thirty seconds. I and I was like, shit. But uh, oh God. Um <laughs> regular listeners we needed of the show. It, regular <laughs> listeners of this show will be able to listen and be like okay well john just said that and you can tell that kyle and harlan waiting are for both looking for the joke. <laughs> oh, i'm glad you found it incredible yes, anyway so <laughs> the podcast sort of reviewed this and we're speculating on what was actually going on if sh- if and so Brittany had gone into the hospital as well after this and so she was in the hospital that was what the people had said and they had speculated whether or not she had checked herself into the hospital, if she was put there against her will, or if she had been there a lot longer. And the podcast had set up sort of like a Google voicemail box, and they had received an anonymous voicemail from a paralegal who had claimed to have been working for the attorneys who had been working on the conservatorship, and basically said, you guys aren't wrong. Like you are onto something like I am aware of certain things and that she has been in the hospital since January and that Mm. she's maybe not there of her own free will. And remind me, when was the weird uh, Las Vegas uh, lap around the car? Was that before? It was end of 2018, right? Yeah. So it would have been like November 2018. So then two months later, she's in the hospital, probably not of her own volition. Yes. So, hmm. and the podcast she's separated from her kid. She had one kid at the time, or two, two? I believe. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and so, uh, the podcast covered it and aired it, and that was in April of 2019, April 16th of 2019. They included the voicemail on their podcast, and the episode had been heard over 85,000 times on SoundCloud. So that's not taking into account any other listens. Right. Yeah. Like that. That's like a pretty concrete listen just that you can grab. Can can I just say there <laughs> there has been so much shit that has happened over the last 2 years that this story 
what you just said happening in mm-hmm. 2019 and 2018, this feels like a decade Forever old to me. Now, ago. Yeah, now yeah, I, don't, I agree. Now, now, I don't know if it's something about when you get into your 30s and time starts to <laughs> sort of compress and things start to speed up, if that's what I'm experiencing. But all of this stuff feels like it happened when I was like in my 20s still. Yeah. And I don't, I, I, I just want to put that out there and see if anyone feels the same way because well, this I'll feels like you, it's been man. going on for way longer. I'll, I mean, the I'll, pandemic definitely felt like it was 10 years long. Yeah. I, I went through a thing today where I was reminiscing about stuff in 2019 with some people and it felt, it felt like another life. I don't know, like mm-hmm. the the last year, just alone, even just from July to July, last, like that last <laughs> yeah. bit, that doesn't even, that doesn't encapsulate at all, like encapsulates a lot of it. But think about that. That's just 12 months. Yeah. That's just 12 months, man. So, so much stuff, dude. Can we just like not have stuff happen for like an hour? Can everybody everywhere for just New York is flooding today. It's raining so much in New York that it's the subways are fucking flooding. We had a fucking 6.0 earthquake on the border of California and Nevada today. Uh, We got record temperatures around the world and Britney Spears is still stuck in this fucking conservatorship. It's just too much stuff. We're doing too much, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's head just exploded. I'm, fucking, I'm just, yeah, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> we're good. So, I think we want to credit this podcast with starting the Free Britney hashtag. Um, the earliest one that I can find is from oh, March I, of 2019. I you meant this? I thought you meant 20,000 links on the internet. I was like, oh god, no. whoa! I don't know, dude. That's pretty god, bold. No. Uh, yeah, yes. give the credit to three white dudes again. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> Brittany's Graham. Got it. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, the earliest one that I can see that uses the hashtag is March 4th, 2019. So it it has existed for quite some time. I think that this sentiment has also sort of existed since Chris Crocker screened about it. Um, I'll be honest. Since she married that backup dancer guy, I, I think a lot Kevin of people Federline. were like, yeah, I think a lot of people were like, free Britney. What? I yeah. feel like that guy was not a good influence either on her. <laughs> it's, yeah. I mean, this <laughs> this, uh, this free Britney hashtag caught fucking fire after this happened. And especially after like this voicemail came out where it seemed like somebody was kind of corroborating what they had all kind of speculated on. Mm-hmm. And uh, Eve wore a free Britney shirt on the talk, which is that like sort of the view t- sort of clone with Sharon Osbourne. Oh God. That people. also feels like it was a decade ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, celebrities started talking about it. Everybody sort of like, caught caught wind of what was mm-hmm. happening in a way and like listening to this voicemail it, it made everyone much more aware of the situation i think caused everyone to sort of retrospectively look at the abuse that she had suffered well, <laughs> under also the paparazzi prob- and yeah. talk show hosts and and probably eye. look internally at themselves at how they reacted 10 years ago when she shaved her head and that whole thing happened Mm -hmm. because i'm sure a lot of these people i mean you're 10 years younger you're gonna say and do stupid shit right yeah but like when some time passes and you look back on all the stuff that you've said and done you're probably not like oh i was perfect (laughs) you know what i mean like i'm sure a lot of people like when you find out how horrible how bad it's gotten 
you probably i know i did i am currently thinking back like how did i react when i saw that did i think like oh what a crazy celebrity or was i empathetic probably not the latter i probably wasn't all that empathetic when i was 22 if i'm being honest i mean especially how it was portrayed because i mean yeah it's totally manipulated the only thing that you were able to consume at the time was like through tabloids and through like you know talking heads on their own narrative and so it was very much like you were at the mercy of a lot of the media showing you things because you know at the time i don't think we had access to the internet like we do myspace was you know like brand new instagram had just started well no myspace had been around no but like instagram came out in what 2010 yes you're talking about the uh the shaver head beat the car yeah yeah okay i think south park did a did it justice i think South oh Park interesting covered that really well. i don't remember that i don't there's, watch South there's Park. an episode it was literally about the, the episode features a, a shaved head britney spears and it's like post that event and the it's about it's a commentary on the paparazzi and the end of the episode is i think her head they they have i can't remember this is going to sound really insensitive at some point her head <laughs> is like removed from her body and no one gives a shit and the, oh wow literally epi- deconstructing her physically yeah, yeah. The, the the end of the episode is britney spears's headless body uh pacing in a field while she's surrounded by paparazzi quietly snapping photos of her until she dies dark yeah. but I mean, effective th- that is also like what south park was essentially trying to do like they they are good as crass as they are about like yeah it's very doing cool commentary is like this is exactly how you see this person you see them as a commodity and you don't care you wouldn't help Mm -hmm. them about their livelihood or mental health you wouldn't spit on them if they were on fire kind of thing yeah and so like you you take photos of it (laughs) yeah yeah you take photos of it that's exactly what the message was there but yeah yeah but that's what i'm saying is that brutal i think another reason why my point was that i think another reason why this thing sort of caught fire as quickly as it did and why it feels like it's been going on for so long is because so much of the population has grown older as well and when you are faced with like a real hard truth that like something's fucked up here you have to it's it's not only fucked up right it's it's also like oh how did i though treat this person what was Mm -hmm. my perception of this person back then too and if you can reconcile that and be like i probably wasn't thinking the best things about her i was probably making some not great jokes I need to, this is actually fucked up and I feel bad. And now I feel like I need to do something like good to write whatever wrongs I personally have made as a fan or as a viewer. You know what I mean? Like that's such a huge part of this too. And there are a lot of podcasts that have also covered this in much greater detail. Like uh, Los Fashionistas is a great one with uh, Bowen Yang and I'm spacing on the other fellow's name, but um, they're like really attributing. So how much, Britney Spears has collectively influenced pop culture and like our general collective consciousness and how everyone just took her for granted. Like 100% truly and fundamentally like she popped up like an absolute burst of flame. And then everyone was like, cool, like this is it. like, we're just going to absorb all of this forever. Yeah. And then she wrote toxic and it's like, Oh, baby <laughs> one of the best songs ever straight up it's pretty oh. crazy when you think about it and like how many like just even instrumental notes that you can 
instantly yeah attribute. instantly recognizable so it's it's really crazy to like see how quickly this i think again like the collective consciousness maturing and kind of realizing the reckoning that is what's happening uh with this free britney movement and so yeah. it caught so much fire it is everywhere there That's- started to be videos of people who would like address Britney and say like dear Britney that would be how the videos mm-hmm. would start and mm-hmm. they would be it on Instagram on Facebook on TikTok well, TikTok wasn't around then but they they've started and it was like musically addressing, <laughs> addressing like uh how much Britney Spears has influenced their lives yeah well the other thing too that like I think has a lot to do with this and other um movements like this is the slow and i could just be in my own echo chamber again i don't know uh, you know the algorithm whatever the fuck but it feels like there has been such a we i think we talked about this actually like a not a backlash but like a lot of the population has slowly started to turn their back on the idea of celebrity and like mega like famous people like tom cruise and brad pitt and like all these types of people that are so rich beyond any of our wildest dreams that we're sort of like seeing through what celebrity is. I mean, like this is total absolute bullshit. Like I mentioned Mm -hmm. on one of the other episodes we did where it was like the viewership for like the Academy Awards is like the lowest by a fucking mile than it's ever been in previous years because we just don't care anymore. We just don't want to listen to Elon Musk talk about fucking bitcoin and hear grimes talk about communism it's like dude you have you are so far removed from what any of this how like what how this actually affects any of the general public you know or population Mm -hmm. who are funding your mansion buying and rocket ship dreams it's just like you you're so it's such horseshit yeah uh, the, something that I wanted to kind of bring up too was um, it's in regards to like the media lens that people in 2007 were able to view the head shaving incident through where it was mm-hmm. very co- like everything was very colored as it reached us already. Have you guys seen the Craig Ferguson video where he denounces making fun of Britney Spears? I think yes. I actually recently did. Yeah. Well, it resurfaced uh, because oh, of, got it. It, that was, it was the next show he did after that Sunday where she beat the car with the umbrella and everything. And I don't know if you guys, if anyone listening to the show or if you guys watched much Craig Ferguson, but he would go through these, he would have these cold opens that were mostly funny, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, But there'd be these times where after tragedies or some crazy thing where he would just want to do straight talk, like no jokes. Like, yeah, I want to be serious and tell you about something. He was talking about the Britney Spears thing. And, uh, and he was like, you know, he, he he's essentially trying to like level with people and be like, and and this is why tonight there'll be no Britney Spears jokes and the audience laughs and he goes, no, 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 I'm serious. And he's like, just trying to talk through his mindset about like, oh, yeah. I look at back at her Sunday and I, and I look at it and then I look at my Sunday and I was just in my sweatpants, like doing whatever. Mm-hmm. I think I'd rather have my Sunday. And, you know, he's like trying to like level with people on a human level but the audience just keeps laughing yeah like awkwardly not sure if it's a joke or not sure if like what's happening yeah and then totally and different then, world and then he goes on a 15 minute thing about or maybe it's less than that but about uh him getting sober 
and everything and uh you know it's it but but the reason why i bring this up is because people had already been primed it had been like a day or two yeah to look at this event and no one's reaching out to britney everyone's like look at this zoo animal yeah that's Ferguson's exactly what it was on air on his show trying to say we should not be making fun of this person. She is a human being. We should be helping this person. <clears throat> yeah. He tells a story about making fun of Kevin Bacon and then meeting Kevin Bacon, yada, yada. But the point is, is that we are, we get conditioned by these things be- and then we expect the input to be the same from everywhere. Yeah. And it's yeah. scary, dude. It's yeah. scary. I will say too, Craig Ferguson right up there with Conan O'Brien is probably one of the best people in Hollywood and at like as a talk show host. Like, yeah, I, I really do respect that, that they use he, well, Craig Ferguson specifically using his platform to try and spread awareness rather than pot shots. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And there was a lot of that going on and like the, a lot the documentary covers it really well of like the scrutiny that she was under at the time, especially like, you know, within all of the boy bands, like the boy bands got fucking nothing. And Britney Spears got all of the scrutiny and was constantly asked about her breasts and constantly asked about if she had a boyfriend or what her (sighs) sex life was. And it was just like disgusting to, to sort of like, she's like 16, 17. I'm was happening. I'm so sick of seeing like, like, like those junk, like press junket interviews where it's like a female cast member and then like their male co-star or something. And it's just, they only ask like the physical questions. Like uh, asking Scarlett Johansson what underwear she wears under her um, it's black so, widow How costume. do you not know at any time in the last 20 years that that is one, highly inappropriate, yeah. and mm-hmm. two, just so cringy. Like, oh my God, you yeah. incel, shut yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think like the, the biggest thing that needed to be confronted with this is her father and like just how much of a giant flaming piece of shit he is um (laughs) there was actually like a a whole section of this rolling stones article that i read that was referencing the smallest uh beacon of hope i guess from the spears family was um lynn spears britney's mom uh and jamie's ex-wife not only liked a bunch of posts that were like hashtag free Britney, but also liked a specific comment that said, I really hope you're supporting Britney in trying to end this conservatorship. And I really hope that your ailing ex-husband isn't keeping her somewhere against her will. So I hope your ailing ex-husband finally dies, dies from all that shit that he eats. Shit. Good Lord. Um, and there was also an interview with her brother in which he like kind of joked about her conservatorship and, which was just really disgusting to listen to, but I think like it sort of spotlighted how dysfunctional their family is, especially with the men and the women, because he said like, you know, women are really strong headed and like, yeah, they, they really want things their way. And the guy who was interviewing him was like, yeah, they just, they want equality. They they want what you have (laughs) kind of laughed it off and tried to like move on from it but i think that that was also a big thing was like the family never talks about it the family never like really addresses it in any any sort of like meaningful way 
that's such a shitty 1950s like gender roles mm-hmm. sort of thing like my wife's always bitching like what are you what why'd yeah. you marry her you weirdo what yeah. are you doing well, what with are this you person? doing what is she how is she uns- how are you unsatisfying her yeah or <laughs> yeah. that yeah <laughs> so it's it's definitely been like it's been a lot to kind of like synthesize and to kind of uh go through because like the the documentary does a really incredible job of not only covering like all of the things that she went through but also like the going into the podcast and kind of like the the birth of this movement and how much support there is specifically mm-hmm. because of this so there are like groups in LA that meet up pretty consistently because of this hashtag in order to like go out and protest and stand outside the courtrooms when there are trials happening and hearings and all of that sort of thing to just show as much support as possible and there's a lot of very outspoken people in that community who are using this platform in order to like talk about mental health and mental awareness and i mean there's like with the ronan farrow uh article there's a lot that's already been discussed about trying to change some of these rules of yeah. about mm-hmm. conservatorship <clears throat> I, I I do I really do hope that that steam continues because if there's one thing that these types of like large movements that are centered around celebrity culture is that as soon as it resolves or as soon as it sort of like you know ebbs back out to sea it's sort of get like people stop trying to fixed stuff that's the only thing that these types of things like they that make me worry is that they don't have the momentum to sustain themselves beyond the free britney hashtag you know what i mean like this is all great this isn't to say that i'm saying that this is bad because it is clearly something's happening Mm -hmm. but people who are in this movement who are trying to make these things change all of those people who are using that hashtag all of those people that are making videos you know on tiktok on youtube wherever podcast us like you have to continue to support that thing right like it would it's just so sad to see something like this fall uh in the cracks you know because it happens all the time you have a famous person attached to these things and then oh cool we fixed that thing great Mm -hmm. like uh well now what like we gotta like there are elderly people that also need help there are underprivileged people that also need help are we gonna continue this i hope so i hope so yeah there's there's so much about this uh that really like highlights the absolute need for mental health services because like it, it not only like with specifically what she's gone through but like what she is going to have to deal with because of it and for the rest of her life yeah it's mm-hmm. like there could have been trauma just from the, the paparazzi and all of that stuff but now there's like a whole other level of it due to this conservatorship and being essentially like a prisoner of all of this and so like she was just in court um, two weeks ago at this point. I think the 24th. Uh, this There's an NPR article where her court statement is actually transcribed. Um, and there is a YouTube video of the leaked audio. If you want to listen oh, to wow. it, it is pretty fucking crazy. Um, and it is hard to sort of like 
listen to that and feel like there is anything less than a completely competent and mentally stable person issuing these sort of statements. Yeah. I mean, the, the fact that there's any question of like, if she's capable of being her own person at this Mm. point is pretty fucking ridiculous. Um, But the first quote that she said, the people that have done this to me should not walk away so easily. Yeah. Like fuck everyone. Uh, She went through and like outlined a whole bunch of things that were basically leveled against her in order to keep her in this. Like Mm -hmm. she was forced to tour in 2018. She was told that if she didn't, she could be sued by her management which is like also something else to think about of like the fucking levels of performance that happen with these like yeah people. dance monkey dance exactly like you <laughs> you're like so large that you're out of control of your own you're a, you're a freak form. show you're a freak show at this point you know what i mean it's no different than freak shows that existed at the turn of the 18th cent yeah. you know ni- yeah. or 19th, 19th century century it's like, dude, you literally kidnapped these people, put them in cages, and forced them to perform under the guy under threat of violence. Like, yeah. that's what this is. This might not be physical violence, but it's mental, emotional violence. It's financial violence. Like, all of this shit is so fucked up. It's yep. it's fucked, dude. Yeah. It's very difficult. And you know what? They're gonna get off... I mean, a, a handful of rich white dudes like crashed the economy in 2008. Not a single person was arrested or put in behind bars. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, don't have that yep. much faith in the system no more. Yeah, it, it's pretty bad. And, you know, her petition to end the conservatorship was denied, unfortunately, and she continues to fight against it. Um, and, man, I'm fucking hoping for everything to help her get out of this but there's like it, it feels very hard to be on the outside of something when you see somebody who so desperately needs aid yeah. and can't fucking get out of it like and the legal system doesn't have any fucking well the legal system is keeping her there yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like you can't even take that recourse it's fucking a nightmare it's a living nightmare yeah but yeah i th- Go ahead. The the only thing I can like compare what it must feel like what it what must it feel like to live and have to work with these people still like they're telling you what to do they're running mm-hmm. your life and yeah. you just you take them to court to try and get them the fuck out of your life and then that gets denied and then you have to go back and continue to do that holy shit like yeah. how do you mentally wrap your mind the only thing i can compare it to was when i was a shitty child this is gonna be so not even close to what i'm sure britney spears <laughs> has to go through on a daily basis mm-hmm. but it's it's a granule of what i imagine it's like when i was a shitty kid and you would do something you knew you weren't supposed to do and then you tried to cover it up and hide it and mm-hmm. you're just walking around your house when your parents come home hoping they don't flip the fuck out on you but every second of every day you, because when you're <laughs> yeah. a child you have no power it's basically the same thing mm-hmm. it's basically the same thing yeah. only you know a million times like elevated yeah it is I, just I, uh, it gives me it gives me like i'm nervous that i'm doing something wrong now and someone's gonna come into my room and like yell at me to stop or get off the computer just thinking about what that was like living uh, on, on like eggshells or on yeah. your parents when you did something wrong. 
Yeah. That wasn't it, even really that bad, Mom. So what? I set some <laughs> army men on fire in the garage and they melted to the floor and I smoked out the whole garage and then I opened the door to try and fan it out and it didn't work until it finally did and then you came home and you were like, did you melt army men on the ground? And I said, no. And she, and then you, she said, well, where's all my hairspray? Because I had a full bottle and now it's empty. And also there's melted army men on the floor. And I'm like, I don't know what happened, Mom. Yeah, Dad. And just because... <laughs> I, just because you think I peed in the backyard doesn't mean I peed in the backyard. I don't care if you think the cat can't pee in a full circle, but I definitely, I, it wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't me. Yeah, dad, because you think that, uh, that I, I didn't go and pick up the dog poop and just throw it down the hill instead of like putting it in a trash bag and throwing it out. And there's just a bunch of piles of dog poop down the hill. No, I didn't do dad? that. We're really airing our own laundry here, huh? Uh, so, something more. I had a, literally had a friend who took a shit in my backyard once. So, anyway, oh nothing top. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I well, think to, you know who the, it wasn't? It wasn't Jamie Spears. That's I, yeah. That's true. It wasn't. He's so full of shit. He's I so full of shit. Back into what we're supposed to be talking about. Yeah. I he's think so like, full of shit when he opens his mouth, he farts. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Unfortunately, we don't have a, a happy ending to this just yet. But I think that there is a lot of force behind this movement i think there's a lot of good things that are going to happen because of this but um i think like uh tess baker uh barker sorry tess barker and barbara gray are the the women behind britney's graham podcast and i think that there's a, a lot of credit due to them and the things that they've done in order to like start this movement um and then the people behind it are continuing on what they've started so i think that there's a lot of good things there and then if you or anyone you know are suffering from any kind of mental health services, uh, CalHOPE is a great resource, calhope.org, or uh, for child abuse hotlines, there's childhelp.org, which is 1-800-4-A-CHILD. So I think like, as long as you can raise awareness of this and kind of like talk through it, I think this is the best that we can do at this point. Yeah, unfortunately, it's the best we can do. It's not like, I mean, we could just like, I mean, we could just get some pitchforks, guys. We could just find yeah. out where Jamie Spears lives. I don't actually, this is get turning into a threat that is recorded forever. <laughs> and I'm realizing that I shouldn't continue with this train of thought for, for fear of legal ramifications. So pitchforks, that's all I'm going to say. Pitchforks, maybe. Media yep. publication website, pitchfork. <laughs> yes, that one. Yeah, uh, thank you britney spears for all you've done for us and thank you we love you i love We're britney following you oh, i think one of my first crushes i'll be honest i'm stronger oh. than yesterday mm -hmm. absolutely bye thanks so much for joining us we hope to see you again soon this podcast is a product of bird bar incorporated 